welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, let's call it Malcontent Monday. Somebody gotta pay when things don't go your way. It's your boy OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. You got organizations, sabotaging players, media, and the refs doing the same. In a world gone mad, who's really to blame? We're gonna sift through the ashes and see what we can find. I'm not looking through rose-colored glasses. My vision is fine. Hey, little love it. Malcontent Monday. I'm back. Let's go. All right, everybody, let's jump into this Monday morning, whether you want to or not. Not feeling my best today, but I got to give you what I got. So let's start off with Major League Baseball, Texas Rangers. If have even the series with the Astros is three to three. Game seven played in Houston tonight. And the crazy thing is no home team has won a game in this series yet. The last team to win the World Series, not winning home games. You guessed it, the Houston Astros. So it's kind of crazy tonight. Uh, hopefully they can pull this one out at home. Like I said, not an Astros fan, but I do root for Dusty. He's my guy. We got Max Scherzer going for the Texas Rangers and Christian Javier going for the Astros. Javier put on the right shoes this time. Bad blood between the two teams after the Texas player was hit. Uh, but they kind of woke up the Astros' back. So I'm, I'm just calling it. It's coin toss. Either team could win. No home team has won. So let's see how it plays out. On the other end, you got the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. They go tonight. Phillies up in the series 3-2 with a chance to close it out at home. Will Bryce Harper and, uh, as I call them, the Dirty White Boys. Will they get it done tonight? We'll see. Uh, moving on at racing, Formula One. Max Verstappen wins his 50th race before he's 30. He's won 15 this year. He's won 15 races this, this season. Driving machine. I couldn't let that go without giving him, giving him his props. We're going to jump into the NBA for a minute uh the grizzlies adams out for the season i mean when he didn't play half of last season it must be something seriously wrong with his knee i don't think we're gonna see him again i'm not for sure that's a big man uh he's got a limb uh if he does come back it'll be next year but i don't know they're really not telling us what's what's you know, they don't know if it's tendonitis, ACL, any of that. They're not telling us anything. So we don't know, but we know for sure it's been said he's out for the season. Uh, a quick recovery. He's a good guy. James Harden. Still a no-show at practice and preseason. Word is he's down here in Houston partying at the clubs. I don't know how he thinks this is going to end. But, buddy, they're not going to pay you a cent of that $35.6 million. And they're not even thinking about trading you. Because you've been so disrespectful and unprofessional. I don't know what your end game is. And then, if I'm on the team, I don't want to play with this cat. Because it's obvious he don't want to be here for whatever reason. And then he's not there? Yeah. This uh, I don't know what James is thinking about, but this is not going to end good. The Spurs ink Zach Collins to two years, $35 million. And my question is, why? Uh, Zach's been injury prone since he's been in the league. I mean, he was a high prospect coming out of college, but most dudes that come out of Gonzaga are high prospects until they get to the league and we find out they can't play. But I'm going to give Zach his card. He's tough. Uh, when he's not hurt, he can play a little bit. But two years, 35 mil, once, a quick, once again, the question is, why? The Clippers uh, commit to Terrence Mann 
as the starter. So that's another blow for James Harden. If you do get traded to the Clippers, you're not starting. So, like I said, I don't know what gives, but the saga continues. Moving on to college basketball, uh, Bill Self blames the NCAA for uh, tarnishing his reputation with the many inquiries and all that. Like I said, the NCAA doesn't have a job anymore. They're, they, they, they're not watching the money anymore because they're not making the money like they were making before. The, the kids are finally, finally getting the bag and they're mad about it. So we have to create things to keep themselves busy, I guess, or justify their jobs. For whatever reason, Bill Self is number one on their list in college basketball. Uh, Duke extends John Shire another six years. <sighs> Why? John Shire shouldn't even have that job. And I'm not saying that because I'm a UNC guy and I hate Duke, but he should have never got that job. Moving on. Also in college basketball, Bronny James returns to USC. Hope I don't think LeBron or or LeBron's wife would let him return if he wasn't, uh, you know, clear to play. Uh, like I said, LeBron's not my favorite player, but I wish no ill will on his son. Bronny can play a little bit. I mean, I don't really think USC is going to do anything this year with him or without him. But glad to see him back on the basketball court. Moving into the quick hits from the NFL. Christian McCaffrey should play tonight against the Vikings. I mean, really, who cares? They should blow him out. If they don't, I'd be surprised. The Cardinals take Kyler Murray off the pup list. And they're okay risking him playing this year. And people are like, why would they do that? They're trying to trade him and get Caleb Williams in the draft. This is my thing. I was talking to my cousin about this this morning. What does Caleb Williams do better than Kyler Murray? And you know what I came up with? Absolutely nothing. He doesn't throw the ball better than Kyler. He's not as elusive getting away from or throwing on the run. He's not better than Kyler. I mean, he may be a better person because word is that Kyler's somewhat of an ass. But he has a Texas arrogance, so we're going to let him go with that. But you know what I'm saying? Now, Caleb's talking about owning part of a team, so he's a little arrogant himself. But you gotta ask if you're Arizona, you gotta ask yourself a question. You got a quarterback who's taking you, your ragtag bunch, to the playoffs before. Still in his prime, Kyler's not even close to 30 years old. And you wanna you wanna get rid of him for a guy who won the Heisman? Yeah, Kyler's got one of them at his house too. So I don't see the the, the big deal. If Caleb stays in college another year. With USC, with that no defense and him having to have, have him having to play hero ball every down, I don't think his stock's going to be high, high enough that any owner would think about drafting him, more or less giving him part of the team. So let, let's let's move on. Uh, the Raiders have made it clear they're not trading Devontae Adams. They don't care how many times he gets up at a presser and says he deserves more. They're not trading him. Moving on to college football. Uh, Utah shutting down Cam Rising for the year. I mean, it's been quarterback by committee for most of the year, and it's worked out pretty good for him. But they are shutting the star down uh, as of the coach as of uh, Saturday afternoon. The Razorbacks fired offensive coordinator after six straight losses. Yeah, he should have been going after the first three, but hey, not my call. Texas quarterback Ewers is out with a shoulder injury. Uh, Malik Murphy. 
will be the starting quarterback now, not Arch Manning. Uh, the word is Arch Manning is not ready, and if they put him out there, he'd be exposed. He is third string, so it will be Malik Murphy until Ewers can make it back. Uh, we don't have uh, any uh, real-time information about how bad the shoulder is, so I'll let you know when I get to get the information. Uh, last on my quick case, we got Showtime is exiting the boxing world. Showtime. Why? No cash cows since Floyd Mayweather hung him up. Nobody, nobody, nobody's left to bring that, you know, to put people in the seats. Nope. These guys, nobody wants to fight each other. Tank Davis, you've been on TV talking about you're the face of boxing. Well, the face of boxing just got canceled because you can't get butts in the seat. You're supposed to be the new cash cow, the new Floyd. Man, get out of here with that. Showtime, exiting boxing. All right, we're going to jump into this college football. We had a good college football weekend and a bad college football weekend. Some of these calls by the refs, some of these uh, things by the coaches left left me baffled. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. Let's dive right into it. Let's start number one, Georgia. Georgia had a bye this week, so nothing on the slate for them. We had number two, Michigan against Michigan State, 49-0. A slaughter. I mean, was was... Getting rid of Mel Tucker really worth getting beat like this. Getting rid of Mel Tucker over some hearsay because he's gonna get his money because they have no case. But 49-0, that haven't happened to Michigan State in years. Ohio State, number three Ohio State versus number seven Penn, 20 to 12. This game set college football back about 10 years. It was atrocious. I mean, you could say it was a defensive game, but the Offenses were both inept on both sides. It was like watching, it was like it was like watching water freeze over. It was it was it was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, number four, Florida State against the number nineteen, Duke, thirty-eight twenty. Uh, the Blue Devils had a chance until their quarterback got hurt, and he tried to wiggle his way back in the game, but coach knew better, and, and Florida State took over late. We had number five, Washington against Arizona State. My guy Penix Jr. didn't have a great game. Two interceptions, only 275 yards, and a defensive touchdown sealed the deal uh, for Washington and not the offense. I'm thinking they had an Oregon hangover, but hey, they better wake up. 15-7 against Arizona State, not a good look. Uh, number six, Oklahoma played uh, UCF. They win it 31-29. Like I said, I don't like Oklahoma's coach, Brent Venables. I'm not sold on the program. They haven't really played anybody but Texas, but Texas has been falling off lately, and they barely got out of this one uh, with their lives. Okay, then we had number eight, Texas, Vince versus Houston, 31-24. It's very simple, ladies and gentlemen. Houston got cheated because if Texas had a loss to Houston in Houston, they would have fired, fired Steve Sarkeesian right after the game. That's how the that's how deep the hate runs between Texas and Houston. It's like this. Let me break it down for you. When Texas is riding high and running roughshod over everybody, it's because most of the players on their team are from Houston. Right now, it's a, it's a mix. Sark's got a bunch of California kids over there, so, you know, Texas is the blue bloods, and, and Houston is the, the ugly stepbrother. They were up for this game, and the referees took it from them three times. Not saying they would have won, but they should have won. 
just an ugly game. Texas is not looking good at all. Maybe Malik Murphy can shoot some juice back into to him because Ewers has looked terrible lately. But we're going to see good game by the Cougars, but they still fall 31-24. You had number nine, Oregon versus Washington State, 38-24. Uh, the Ducks woke up late. Bo Nix is still a bum. Moving on. Number 10, USC versus Virginia. And if you listen to the show Friday, I told you Virginia always plays them tough. Virginia got them, got over on them, 31-27 upset. Drake May didn't come to play. He had a good game numbers-wise, but I'm still, I like him. He's a good quarterback, but ladies and gentlemen, he is not better than Shador Sanders. If you give Shador Sanders his line, man, Virginia not coming close. That's a blowout. I'm just saying. Uh, number 11, Alabama versus number 17, Tennessee, 34-20. This game was close. Uh, Tennessee had the upper hand early, but that Bama defense woke up, caused a bunch of turnovers, and then there was no looking back. Uh, number 13, Ole Miss versus Auburn. I said this was going to be a close one, 28-21 Ole Miss. Uh, number 14, Utah versus number, number 18, USC. 34-32. Yeah, Caleb had to play a lot of hero ball, but the use was just too much on defense. And uh, like I said, quarterback by committee, their number one guy's not even there and has been ruled out for the year. Utah's a problem no matter what, no matter who's that quarterback. USC's dropped two straight games. I don't see anybody on Lincoln Riley for, uh, you know, his misdeeds. That defense sucks. And we're going to go number 19, LSU versus Army, 62-0, nothing to talk about. Number 20, Missouri versus South Carolina, I thought the Gamecocks were due. I thought they were due. Wrong. Show me state, showed them. Like I said, 34-12, wow. Number 22, Air Force, undefeated Air Force versus Navy, 17-6. Their quarterback, their starting quarterback is also out, but the troops rallied around uh, the second stringer, and they got it done. Number 23, Tulane versus my nephews, North Texas, Mean Green. Mean Green stayed in it, 35-28, not a bad showing. But Tulane comes away with the win. Number 24, Iowa versus Minnesota. 12-10 upset. Minnesota gave it to them Big Ten style. Nothing but field goals. And then we had number 25, UCLA versus Stanford, 42-7. Yes, Chip Kelly knows how to stop a slant. Then I'm going to go into my uh, other colleges you might not know about. Sam Houston State, my, my daughter's alma mater. They can't get it together. They lose again on Thursday night, 33-27. Come on, Bearcats. Then... We had Clemson versus Miami, 28-20 Miami. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is over for Dabo Swing. Then we had, from the crib, we had Old Dominion versus App State. Old Dominion gave it to them 28-21. Like I said, Old Dominion, all sports, Old Dominion are on the rise because they're getting a bunch of kids from my hometown in the area. Check them out. And we had BYU versus Texas Tech. BYU stuns them 27-14. Shout out to my man Tyreek Matthews. Keep your head up. Then we have Baylor versus Cincinnati. 33-29 Baylor. Baylor hasn't been looking good this year. Alma mater of my baby daughter Trinity. They're not looking too good. She's not even repping them right now. New coaches in order. 
Then we had Hampton versus Delaware. The Pirates give it to them 47-3. And finally, we had Virginia State versus Elizabeth City. Virginia State loses his first game 17-16. Wow. And we're gonna go with we're gonna go with the Heisman watch. Well, my Heisman watch. Still number one at the top of the Heisman watch is my man Penix Jr. from Washington. Even though he, he had 275 yards and just two interceptions this, this week. Like I said, it was the Oregon hangover. He'll get it together, especially with those wide receivers that he has. Number two, still Caleb Williams, even with the two losses, even with the playing hero ball. He's only playing hero ball because he has to, and he looks spectacular doing it. He just hasn't been able to get a win. Number three, Shador Sanders. They had a bye this week, but he's still in the mix, even if they don't want to put him in it. He's probably the third best player in college. He's number two in passing yards. You can't deny him. Numbers don't lie, even if the media does. Number four, I had to put my man Marvison Harrison Jr. in there. He had a stellar game against Penn State, even though it was terrible to watch. He did his thing. And finally, Drake May at number five. They lost to Virginia. He got, I saw the chinks in the armor. Come on, Drake. You know, I'm a UNC guy, just not in football. Do your thing. Okay, then the burning questions we had from this week with the, uh, from college. I don't know. My number one question is, I don't know about you, but me, was college football boring as hell this week without Colorado? I mean, it's just me. I, I mean, you know, though I turned the Ohio State game off by like halftime. It was so boring. And uh, I watched the Texas and, and the Houston game just because of the hate. But, you know, there was nothing to get me up, to get me hype about. Like like Coach Prime said, Colorado is the show, and we're following, and we can't wait until they play this weekend. Second, defense in college football is horrible. I mean, some conferences, you like the Big 12, you expect it. Even the Pac-12, you expect it, but it is horrible. Like, we're like mere years away from playing touch football. It stinks, and they need to fix it. And third... These refs in college football need to be checked because they just making calls, even with the video replay, that just, like, leaves you scratching your head. If you watch that Texas game, first quarter, when the, Tech, when the Houston quarterback threw the touchdown, I'm like, how much of the ball does the kid have to have in the end zone before you call it a touchdown? They called him down at the one-yard line when 90% of his body was in the end zone. 90% of his body with the ball, but they put, put it back at the one. Yeah. That wasn't a good look. And my fourth question is, why are all of these two-loss teams still ahead of teams with one loss or no losses? I don't want to hear that crap about the schedules no more and all of that. You're Division One football. If you lose, you, if the guy behind you, everybody's not going to have the same strength to catch schedule because of the conferences and what have you. But it's just blasphemy, man. Like they said, they're making it to only a few selected schools. No no fewer than 15 schools really have a shot at the title. And with the, with the playing field being leveled now, they need to cut all of that crap out. You got two losses shooting, you shouldn't even be ranked. Shouldn't even be ranked. But because you go to a big-time school, school has a big name and following, and it generates those dollars, you're still in the top 25. If you're going to clean college football up, clean it up all the way. That's all I'm saying. 
Now I'm going to give you the new uh, top 25. Here we go. Georgia at number one. Michigan, number two. Ohio State, number three. Florida State, number four. Washington, number five. Oklahoma, number six. Texas is at seven. Alabama is at eight. Oregon, nine. Penn State, 10. Ole Miss, 11. Oregon State is at 12. Utah at 13. Notre Dame at 14. LSU at 15. Missouri at 16. UNC at 17. Louisville at 18. Air Force at 19. Tennessee drops to 20. Duke is 21. USC is 22. Tulsa, 23. UCLA, 24. And James Madison cracks the top 25 at number 25. That's all I have for college football. We're going to move over to the big boys and what happened yesterday uh, on, on the pro side. Crazy day. I know a lot of people lost a lot of money betting because nobody nobody has a tab on what's going on in, in the NFL. It, it is crazy. Let's try to break it down. First, we're going to go Raiders versus the Bears. The Bears got them 30-12. to 12. The Bears ran the ball down their throat. No Justin Fields. No Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I said, no Jimmy G, no win. And like I said, the Bears uh, starting a rookie quarterback from Shepard. They pretty much just ran it down the Raiders' throats. They could not stop them. Then we're going to go Browns versus the Colts. 39-38. Defense wins games. Uh, DW4 played uh, a couple of snaps. I don't know if it was the shoulder or he just couldn't get in the mix. It was P.J. Walker's team. He threw three interception, interceptions, but that uh, Browns defense is everything right now. They pulled one out. Gardner Minshew threw for 300, a couple of touchdowns, but he still couldn't come away with the win. Uh, crazy game. Then we're going to go uh, the Bills versus the Patriots. 29-25. Belichick is not done yet, and Charlie checked down with a game-winning drive. Who would have ever thought? I know I didn't. Uh, Josh Allen chokes again. Moving on. Washington against the Giants, 14-7. I told my cousin Homer Gray if Tyrod Taylor started for the Giants, Washington would lose. Well, guess who started for the Giants? Tyrod Taylor, and down goes the Commanders. Moving on, the Falcons versus the Bucks, 16-13. Bucks had their chances. I mean, Baker had them in, in, inside the red zone a couple of times late, and they just couldn't get it together. I hate even trying to bet on the Falcons. When I, I bet on them to win, they lose. When I bet on them to lose, they win. It's a coin toss for me for the rest of the year. But uh, super running back, uh, B. John Robinson, uh, he got hurt yesterday. Uh, still no details on what happened, but I'm sure they'll come out come out in the wash but the falcons get a win and are on top of the nfc south imagine that then we're gonna go with the lions versus the ravens 38 to 6 all the pundits were all over detroit giving them all the love they they needed you still liking detroit still liking detroit you still liking jared golf i told you when lamar these guys start catching the ball lamar 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 he it looks like he's finally starting to get it cranked up. So they called the dogs off third quarter. This game was over before halftime. And Lamar didn't even play the majority of the fourth quarter. Uh, Ravens. Anybody playing the Ravens? 
Be afraid. Be very afraid. Moving on. Seattle versus Arizona. I thought this was going to be tighter than it was. 2010, Geno, without uh, without his big-time receiver, Geno still gives him 2010. Geno gets the Hawks to win. Then we got Pittsburgh versus Rams. 24-17 Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin's my guy, but the Rams got cheated this game. It was it was crazy. You had to watch it to see what I'm talking about. Then we had the Chargers versus the Chiefs, 31-17. Taylor Swift in the house. Uh, the Kellen Moore effect, and, and the Kellen Moore effect is not really doing anything for Justin Herbert. They looked awful again. And the head coach, Staley, definitely getting fired when this year is over. Or if he even makes it to the end of the year. A couple of slop, more sloppy games like that. I'm pretty sure they're going to get him out of there. They might even try to give Kellen Moore uh, the head coaching job. But, you know, he's not doing that good as the OC right now. So Then we got Green Bay versus Denver. 1917. No Russ. Not Russ's fault. They won the game. Finally, uh, the sabotaging is stopped. You notice when Sean Payton got to the podium, he thanked a lot of people, but he didn't thank Russ. I told you this guy, the, the, the sabotage is real. Then we have Miami versus the Eagles last night. 31-17, Eagles, way too physical, way too physical. Uh, I mean... Miami afforded themselves well. They, you know, they wouldn't wouldn't pushovers. But once you get the pressure on tour, it's a wrap. So they pull it out. The two Alabama quarterbacks make nice after the game, uh, but Jalen is the man. So tonight we have the 49ers and the Vikings. Not that anybody really cares, but but that's what's going on tonight. Okay, my questions for the NFL. Uh, number one, uh, like I said, the, is, is the pundits are they still in love with Detroit? I think not. I mean, like I said, Detroit, they're not the old Detroit. You're going to have to beat Detroit this year. Really beat them. And like I said, the coach said that three of the last four games have been away. They may have been a little bit tired. They may have been reading the press clippings. Who knows? But uh, they lost. Okay. Number two, the sabotage of Eric Bieniemy, Russell Wilson, and DW4 is real. Ron Bevere know he's out. He's doing everything in his power to make it hard for Eric Bieniemy. That's not going to stop you from getting kicked out, Ron. They might have kept you and kicked you upstairs, but the way you're doing things behind the scene, constantly throwing Bieniemy under the bus is not helping your cause. It's time for you to go. Then we have to sabotage Russell Wilson. Like I said, even though they won, he got no praise, anything. But you best believe if they had lost that game, it will been all Russ's fault, even if Sean Payton couldn't have got up to the podium and said it. And finally, I don't know what's going on in Cleveland with Stefanski and DW4. DW4's, uh, you know, his rotator cuff, how bad it is, how bad it's not. But there's a disconnect. If you watched that game yesterday, they were making talking about strategy on the sideline. DW4 was not in the huddle. He was constantly talking to PJ Walker, but when it was the coach PJ Walker and the OC, he was not. He was nowhere in the picture. Let me explain something to you, Stefanski. You've been on thin ice for the last two years. You got the defense to make. If, if DW4 comes around, but even 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 if he doesn't come around, bad showing in the playoffs. 
let me do the math for you. Deshaun Watson is making $238 million. I don't know what you're making, but it's not that. Who do you think they're going to get rid of? You. Just remember that. Then third, McDaniels, coach of the Raiders, is not a head coach. He's a coordinator. I think the only team he really can coach and be successful is the Patriots. But I don't even think that'll work because he gets to be an asshole behind the scenes with Belichick there because he, he knows if the players don't do what he say, all he got to do is go talk to Bill. He doesn't have that in, in his first couple of stops or even there with the Raiders. They don't respect him. And Devontae Adams going to the podium and telling you how he's not getting the ball, how he's not happy, should tell you all you need to know. Because if he's if he respected him a little bit, he would have never did that. But he's, like I said, he's a coordinator. Number four, Josh Allen, as I've told you on many occasions, is not him. He's not him. And he showed it again yesterday, giving the game away to the last place Patriots. Yeah, we know Belichick is the OC or whatever, but Miami destroyed him. They beat Miami. And then you lose to the Patriots? It's almost laughable. I'm going to say it again. Hell, I'm going to make a t-shirt. Josh Allen is not him. Last question. I just talked about it. Stefanski and DW4 is disconnect. Uh, it's over with in Cleveland. One of them has got to go. And like I said, I think the $238 million man is going to stay. All right, we're going to dive into college basketball. The rankings came out. I didn't get to do a whole lot of my homework. I'm just going to give you, uh, you know, just little roundabouts about them. So let's jump right in. Number one is Kansas. Bill Bill Self has always got his, his team top ten. Bill, Bill is the master of the dance. Number two is Duke. They're overrated. I'm talking coaches and players, and you'll find that out early in the season. Number three is Purdue. The best player in college basketball came back for his senior year. Why? Because he wasn't getting drafted in the top ten. That's indictment on college college basketball. Last year it was hard to watch. It's been hard to watch for the last three years. When the best player in college goes back for his senior year, not getting drafted in the top ten, and he's a seven-footer, tells you all you need to know. Number four, Michigan State. It would be great. Their ranking is too high. Uh, uh, my man, he had too many players decommit. They're not number four in the nation, even though they're ranking them there. Marquette, really? I mean, Shaka, Shaka's my man. He didn't have a top five recruiting class when he was in Texas. And I know he didn't get a top five recruiting class at Marquette. So I don't know where that came from. Not bashing, just telling you the truth. Number six, UConn, defending champs. They're solid. They lost a lot of people to the league, too, especially their young guys. But like I said, they're solid. They're going to be in it at the end. Not the very end, probably, but they're going to be in it. Number seven, University of Houston. I'm tired of Kelvin Sampson having great teams with no guards. There are a bunch of dynamite guards here in Houston. Get some that can make free throws and make a shot. Try Yates High School. If you don't have guards, they're going to have another stellar season and don't go anywhere. Number eight, Creighton. Solid program, not top ten. They don't have anybody that stands out. They got a lot of average players coming back. How they got number eight, I don't know. Number nine, Tennessee, Rick Barnes, reloaded. That's all you need to know. Number 10, Florida Atlantic, hell no. I'm not even going to go into it. Number 11, Gonzaga, 
tweak the schedule this year. They won't be playing any top ten teams the first part of the year. They gotta, you know, they gotta pad pad that uh those those uh they gotta pad those numbers so they can get a number one seed in an NCAA tournament again. Number twelve, Arizona, back to prominence. They probably had one of the top three teams in college basketball last year, but they got in a tournament and they got tight and they got beat. They, they, I think they're ranked a little too low. Then we have number 13, Miami. Jim Laranega always has a team. And even if he doesn't have a team, they're going to get in the tournament. Number 14, Arkansas, preparing for another run. We got number 15, Texas A&M. Top 15, hell no. Buzz has been doing a great job down there getting talent out of Texas and everything, but they're not a top 15 program. 16, Kentucky, the Wildcats, no matter where you rank them, they've got Calipari, so they're going to be a threat. Number 17, San Diego Snake, what? Number 18, Texas, new coach, new contract. Was it the right thing to do? Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see. Number 19, UNC, UNC, I'm a Carolina guy. They're out to get Hubert. We we're way better than number 19 in the country with, with the recruits we got coming in and Baycock coming back. So I don't know what's up with the UNC UNC hate. We should be at least number 12. Number 20, Baylor. Haven't heard much. They lost a lot of talent. They got a lot of transfers in. So we don't know what's going to be until we actually see them play. Number 21, USC. Not special. Not even with Bronny. Uh, number 22, Villanova. They're rebuilding. They're going to be real, rebuilding for a while. Jay Wright leaving was a major blow. Number 23, St. Mary's. Hell no. Same division as Gonzaga. They don't, but they both don't play anybody. Gonzaga doesn't play anybody. St. Mary's really doesn't play anybody. I don't know who put them in there. Number 24, Alabama. Not as talented as, as, as last year. they still getting the pub. Uh, they don't, they're not really going anywhere this year. Not unless they got players I don't know about. And number 25, Illinois. Who knew? Uh, they've been trying to come back for a little while. Maybe they, they got it right this year. Moving on to the women's. Let me give you the women's rankings. Number one, LSU. Will they gel on the Kim Mulkey? You're going to gel on the Kim Mulkey or she's going to get rid of your ass. Number two, UConn. Gino is out for blood. He's mad. He got Buckers back. He, he's trying to get back in the game. I think it's a little too late for you, Gino. Like I said, the world belongs to Kim Mulkey and, and, and our girl down in South Carolina, Dawn Staley. You're the odd man out. Number three, our Caitlin, they, they ranked too high. They, they lost everybody on the starting five except her last year. Number three, no. Try like number 20. Number four, UCLA. Number five, Utah. Number six is South Carolina. This year is going to be the return on the Mac. She's got a couple of gems that nobody's heard about. She's got the number one Juco player on her team along with some of her friends. So they're going to be ranked higher. Number seven, Ohio State. Number eight, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's got some more shooters. They're going to be a problem. Got number nine, Indiana. Number 10, Notre Dame. Number 11, Tennessee. The Volunteers are loaded to make a run. Number 12 is Ole Miss. 13 is Texas. Texas got some unfinished business from last year. Number 14, Maryland. My girl Linda Freeze always has a team. 15, Stanford. 16, UNC. 17, Louisville. 18, Florida State. 
19, Baylor. Can they come back to prominence? Number 20 is Colorado. Will Shalomi Sanders play? She broke a thumb, so we don't know. Number 21, USC. 22, Creighton. 23, Illinois. 24, Washington State. And last, at number 25, Mississippi State. Okay, we're going to get on out of here with the NBA. Give you a breakdown of divisions, who I think is going to finish. This is just the early uh, prognostication. We'll get more into it around All-Star break. But let's start in the Atlantic. Boston should be should win the Atlantic. No question, no problem. With Tatum leading the way, I'm going Boston, the 76ers, Toronto, the Knicks, and Brooklyn. That's for the Atlantic. Central, the Bucks with Jane, with uh, Dame. And the Greek freak should not be a problem. Cleveland should finish second. This this is Mobley's year. He's gonna have to show up and show out. Number three, Detroit. They if they buy in the money system, they'll be in the mix. Number four, Chicago. Still no Lonzo and no real point guard, no chance. Even with DeMar DeRozan. And five, Indiana. They got a lot of talent, but they're not ready. We're gonna go to the southeast now. Atlanta. It's Trey time. It's, I think they're going to win the division. Uh, I don't think with a new coach, I think that they're going to be poised. They're going to make another run. Miami at number two. Miami needs more. Jimmy is too old, and the Adebayo is too inconsistent. And they need to start uh, Tyler Hero. They're coming off the bench. Things should be over with. Orlando should be number three, up and coming. Orlando was young and got a load of talent coming into their own. Number four, Washington. No leadership at Washington. Jordan Poole is the problem. He's going to score, but he's inconsistent, and he's not a leader. And number five, free LaMelo. The Hornets not doing anything. Jordan sold the team, so nobody really cares. We're going to go out to the Pacific. The Suns. It's ring a bust. No question about it. Not talking about anything else. They got to win a ring, or they're not going to be talked about. Uh, the only problem they're going to have uh Coach need to let everybody uh, everybody on the team know Kevin Durant is the number one. Point blank, period. I think the Warriors are coming second. Uh, CP, M CP3 impact or not, I think it'll be solved by the All-Star break. If he's not doing what they need him to do by the All-Star break, he'll be gone. But if he is, they'll keep him. I think the Kings are in three. Uh, I'm not giving Sabonis all that money the way he got the big eyes in the playoffs and couldn't make a layup. Number four, Lakers. Yes, Lakers are in four. Have to play the right way. If they play the right way, they could be number number two on this list. And finally, the Clippers. It's all about their health. They haven't been healthy the last three years, so there's nothing to talk about. If Paul George and 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 the and the and uh, Kawhi Leonard don't play at least 50 games together, you might as well stop talking about them. Then we go into the Southwest, Dallas. Dallas should win Southwest. Kyrie is the best player on the on the team, not Luka Doncic. And Luka knows Kyrie is the best player on the team, and so does Jason Kidd. Uh, second, New Orleans, Zion is going to have to take accountability. Yeah, I'm back to hating Duke players, and he really gets on my nerves. Until he gets in front of the podium and takes accountability for him being fat, for him sleeping with the porn star, for him embarrassing the, the franchise. I have no love for him. I don't care how many points he scores, but they should be number two in this, in this uh, conference. Number three, Memphis. No job for the first 25. Adams is out for the season. Uh, I think they're going to just tread water until they get job back. Number four, Houston. 
young, but if they can gel, they're going to be a problem. And finally, five, yes, the Spurs with Victor, he's overrated. He can play. I don't care if he averages 25 a game. That's not going to that's not gonna give them 20 more wins and put them in playoff contention. So, we'll see. And finally, in the Northwest, we got the Nuggets. Are they going to have a championship hangover or no? We're about to see, but I still got them winning uh, their conference. OKC second. The really, I call them the no-name squad. They are ready to go. If you heard, haven't heard the name before, Josh Giddy. Remember that. Number three, Portland. They're building. They got some good pieces. They should make a run. And then at four, we got Minnesota. We got uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. But he has no help. And then finally, Utah. Utah is going to be solid, but they're going to be in the basement. With that, with that being said, let me go ahead and get out of here. Uh, my shout-outs. First, I want to shout-out my Aunt Dorothy Plummer. Uh, it's been a year. Yesterday was a year. Today, she passed away. Uh, shout-out to her and P. Road. We miss you down here. Shout-out to my sis, Mary Davis. It was her birthday yesterday down here in Houston. Shout-out to her and Big D. And finally, shout-out uh, to my cousin, Homer Gray, and the Commanders for going back in the basement. It's your boy, OG, and as always, I'm O-U-T.